Me and Joan are gonna live in the base up here in the cockpit. <laughs> if you guys know what I mean. Oh, have I'm... you have you seen Deborah out there today serving you drinks? <laughs> you are listening to the Dude Nature Podcast. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Dude Nature Podcast. We're coming to you live from Mom's living room. Adam has his coffee. I'm here with my brother, Adam. Adam, say hi to the people. Hey, people. What's up? This is the uh, slightly sick edition. The slightly sick, ed- slightly sick edition? I'm a little sick, but I'm recovering. But it's okay. Noah's going to Jordan this podcast. He's going to be the Jordan to my Chicago Bulls. Hey, what's your gripe? Uh, Noah, these are the gripes we gripe to each other for 30 seconds each about something mildly irritating. Besides living in her mom's so house, so I know. Besides living in her mom's besides house, besides living in mom's so house, so I know that you have a huge. Right, no, don't I, go, don't go yet. I, I just, I, Before I, I, you I, do it, just let me. I, I just, I, I, I toned it down a little bit. Why'd you tone it down? Because I don't want it to be preachy. I just wanted to say how I don't. personally felt. I wanted to talk about talk about myself, right? Brothers, it, brothers, 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 brothers. Don't preach. <laughs> Out, you know, brothers, in uh, brothers, brothers. what's that book? What's the relationship book? Uh, the that we had to read. Fifty first dates. Uh, no, the the one oh, the nonviolent. No, no, nonviolent communication. Nonviolent communication. You know, I right, just want to yeah. talk about how I feel about the situation. You know, that's better, right? I don't point fingers. Okay. No, I like that. Okay. I like that. Why don't you say your gripe All first? Right, so my gripe. So I know that this is an economics term, and I didn't know that before. Before, but I know it now after looking it up a million times. The amount of times. So first, first of all, tour de force. Is fuck that Whoever term. says this book is a tour, tour de, de force, force is horrible. That wasn't that. my gripe. Who fucking made so is that from like Tour de France? No. But you put force in for every the time tour you, de. you read the back of a book, you will see someone saying this is a tour, tour de, de force, force of science fiction. Hate it. Tour de force I, of I romance it. novels. It's not clever. But my, my actual gripe is the amount of people saying zero sum game. There it is. I've heard this from you. Okay. And I totally agree. Who knows what that means? I'm gonna stop for a second. Because okay, I know here's the thing. Here's the thing. I, mean, have, I still, after looking it up a million times, I have no idea what it means, really. Right, because it doesn't mean anything. People say every game is a zero-sum game. What other kind of games are there? If anybody knows the other games that aren't zero-sum games, let us know. Right. Okay? When is it not a zero-sum I was game? Just reading Because I was just reading an article about Christian Pulisic, and someone said, playing time at Chelsea is a zero-sum game. Meaning some get it and others don't. Meaning... Yeah, meaning all of the playing minutes go to a few of the people. It is a saying that means nothing. Uh, at this point, it means nothing because every game seems to be a zero-sum game. So, I'd like to know what the other games are. What is your gripe? Okay, so my gripe... Okay, wait, before we... Uh, you, you are spoiler about to go, alert. You are about to go on a big gripe. I want to give you the no, floor. I, I, I have again, the time. Again, I read the book, nonviolent, uh, I recommend, if you're in a relationship, by the way, to read the book, Nonviolent Communication. I haven't been able to get through the book, but I've read some parts of it. I need to reread right? I need to reread I've read some parts of it, okay? So, no, I short. I shorten my gripe, because I'm just going to say about how I feel about the situation. I thought there was a bond, right? there was a bond gripe coming. No, it is. Okay. It is a bond okay, gripe. go ahead. So, let me just say that if you haven't seen the new James Bond, I'm going to give you... Just go ahead and skip forward a minute because there's a huge spoiler coming. But really, if you haven't seen it, I haven't seen it. If you haven't seen it by now, then you likely don't care enough to care about the spoiler. You just need to say that to yourself. I think it's valid. Okay, here we go. Five, four, three, two, one. Okay, so in the new James Bond, James Bond dies, right? And (laughs) I was 
really, really upset about it because I absolutely hate it. I don't understand it from a movie perspective, from a single movie, because it changes the whole... It's not really a Bond movie, right? Because because James, James Bond, he ends up at the end of movies, you know, with the girl on a beach. You know, it's, a, it's like all these things happen to James, but James always gets away. That's who James Bond is. I don't get it from a single movie perspective. I definitely don't get it from a business perspective as far as the franchise. Because now James Bond's fucking dead. Why would anyone go see the movie? Um, and it just it made me made me really really sad. And so I went online expecting to like find other people that were really upset that James Bond died. And all I found were people that were really happy that James Bond died, saying things like the series was on its last legs or it was time for him to go. And that's not true because when you look at the gross revenue of the movies, if you look at the gross revenue of the movies, the top two. James Bond movies with the highest revenue. Adam, do you know what they are? Top two James Bond movies? I'm sorry. I'm just trying to get this. The top two James James Bond movies Uh, with the highest revenue. Ever. So basically, people online are saying that that James Bond was a dying series and it was time to go. That's bullshit. So are you going to say that the last two were the top two? The top two in terms of revenue are Skyfall and Spectre. Okay? The The last two James Bond movies. So it's bullshit that it was on its last legs. It wasn't at all. It was actually doing great. And again, like, I can't imagine the decision to kill off this character that was worth so much money. I really don't understand it. Um, and also just makes me super sad because while, you know, while many things change in your life, while coronavirus happens, while you can't internationally travel, while, while people get distracted by their cell phone, you know, uh, James Bond, he still is the same, right? Mm-hmm. So in real life, this is like, it's just like a whole history with the character that we've killed. So in real life, the first Bond movie came out the same year as the Cuban Missile Crisis. It was the same year that the, the Beatles had their first single. Same year the Navy SEALs were created. The same year that Jamaica got its independence. I'm just, I'm trying to show you how <laughs> long fucking James Bond has been with us. So the, in, James it, Bond is as been, old as Jamaica. It's as old as Jamaica, James Bond. James Bond has been in our life. It's Jamaican me crazy. It's just, James has been in our life for a very long time, and I just don't get the decision to kill him. I really don't understand it. Um, it was a year after the Bay of Pigs invasion. Uh, J- we've been, you know, James Bond was, went through the Vietnam War, went through the Gulf War, went through 9-11, Afghanistan. Kennedy, Johnson, Nixon, Ford, Carter, Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Bush, Obama, Trump, and Biden. All those things have one thing in common. James Bond was still <laughs> killing. He was killing bad and guys. Stripping. He was stupping. He was killing bad guys. And he was being suave. And it was just really sad to me that for some crazy reason, and it's not for a revenue perspective because it's doing great from a revenue perspective, they decided to kill him. And also, what I don't get is that there seems to be a disconnect between the online people saying that it was time for him to go and the revenue from the movie, which 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 shows that people really wanted to go see the movie, but they don't want to say that they wanted to go see the movie. So it doesn't really make sense. And so all this is to say that James Bond survived bullets, explosions, evil henchmen, ha- a, a, a mean, ha- a bad hat, a Jaws, car crashes, grenades, <laughs> rockets. But the one thing he couldn't survive was the woke. And so RIP R- R- James Bond. That's it.
One thing, one thing that you guys don't know about James Bond is that James Bond, the character, is Jewish. James Bondstein? He's not. James Schwartz? <laughs> James Schwartz? You ever seen James Schwartz? James, yeah. It wouldn't be James, right? It would be... You just watch a dude, J- Joseph Bondstein? <laughs> James Schwartzen? No, uh, just watch I, a dude do accounting. I am going to ask you some aviation terminology. Okay. And you're going to guess what they mean. What does it mean to live in base? I'm gonna do live in base in quotes. Live in base. Yeah. When a when a, a plane doesn't leave the hangar. Right. <laughs> right. That's just my sexual term. <laughs> it's a sexual, for frustration. Sexual for my, my sexual frustration. <laughs> Airplanes not used to leaving the hangar too often. Being in your mom's house, by the way, you don't have. Sex. I don't know if you guys knew this. You don't have sex in your mom's house. No because, sex. right, you're not no in your having, own house. No one's having sex. Right. My, mo- my, my plane's not leaving the fucking hangar, that's for Or as sure. mom calls it, stirring noodles. That's dis- It's disgusting when you think <laughs> about it. That is what she says. Our mom runs around the house saying, is, is, is anyone see, stirring noodles? If she sees a closed door that, like, me and Ashley or Adam and, and his fiance are behind, she'll say, are you stirring noodles? The answer is no. Nobody's stirring noodles in here. The answer is no, because it's a small here. house and we're all living here. Mm-hmm. To live in base means... A pilot that lives... That's the, what it means. It li- where they live at the place where they work out of. So sometimes pilots will commute. And by commute, what they mean is they have to take a flight. Like, they might fly from Hawaii to Chicago oh. if Chicago is their base. But living in base means if you live in Evanston or something, okay. somewhere of Chicago. Okay. Okay? These are pilot terms. This is, this is the life of pilot. Life of pilot. And, uh, 30, and, uh, we're going to get up to 30,000 30, feet. And I'm do you gonna, think they work on the pilot Let voice? me tell you. Do you think they work I, on I, pilot I got, voice? I, I have, I, so my thing is about the evolution of stortuses. Let me tell you, back in the day, yeah. we're going to get up to 30,000 no, feet. And I'm going to have sex with Shirley, <laughs> the stortus over here. Back in the day. Feel free to come up to the cockpit. No, I, I have me. a story where the guy starts the story by saying, in the good old days. Meaning, in the 70s, when we all used to shag. When it was shag city. Do you on TSA go to the Instagram? I have some pictures of the Storuses. Yeah, <laughs> what was it like? Uh, it's it, what it, was it it's like in the good you old know, days. I mean, I mean, I, I said the James Bond thing. Let me like we've come a long, you know, we've come a long way, and right. there's been some really great things that we've done. Yeah, I don't think killing James Bond really was a good thing. Okay, but there's been other good things. Okay, yeah, it's pretty crazy the airline industry back in the day. This. So do you know that <laughs> I'm just gonna go? With, I'll just go with one stat. <laughs> go ahead. I get back go to ahead. You. Yeah, they. They only accepted so back in like the sixties and seventies called the golden age of flying. Yeah. Okay. They only accepted uh, women stewardesses that were under the age of thirty-one, that were that had a certain weight and height requirement, and they accepted only three percent of applicants, which is no a way. higher. It, it is a it is a hard. It would be harder to be a stewardess <laughs> than it would be to get into Harvard or Stanford. <laughs> they only accepted the top notch. The top notch. The top notch. And you should see the pictures. So there was way more reason to be a pilot back then. I, I have so I <laughs> you were a pilot back then because you uh, and we're up to thirty thousand feet, feet and uh and Joan uh, is gonna come into the <laughs> cockpit and we're gonna and, have some fun uh, and then, put it and then the feel hangar. free you guys bring your cigars. We're gonna up do here. some live in base <laughs> up here in the cockpit. Me and Joan are gonna live in the base up here in the cockpit, <laughs> if you guys know what I mean. <laughs> well, have I'm, you have you seen Deborah out there today serving you drinks? <laughs> Am I right? Am I Am right? I right? Okay. Oxygen masks. <laughs> back in the day. Uh, uh, oh god okay, What does crash pad mean? You mean like the pilot voice Where you smell like scotch? 
pilot voice it sounds like you've just you've I'm had a couple on the rocks. I'm, 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 I'm on my, my Hey everybody. My hotel hey everybody, welcome to thirty thousand feet. I have a scotch on the rocks up in the cockpit. Hey. You think they practice pilot voice in in the mirror? What do you think they say to their significant other? Hi, honey. Good to see you. How are you? A crash pad. A crash pad is usually a house or apartment around five miles from the airport. It's usually a shared living space for airline personnel. Yeah, fuck yeah, it is. So you can go to that crash pad. Yeah, you can. You can live in base in there too. Flying dirty. I know what that fucking means. What's flying dirty? Flying dirty. Riding dirty. Flying dirty is when I used to bring weed from San Francisco to Boston <laughs> in college. That's called flying fucking dirty. <laughs> it's flying flying with your flaps and landing gear out, apparently. Has oh, nothing to do with the weed. Flying dirty. Yeah, flying dirty. Not naked. These are pilot with terms. P- flying with your pants off. You think pilots still get a lot of a lot of you know, a lot of action? Yeah. No, I think they do. I think they get action. If I think you, it's really easy you, to get action. If you fucking were on Tinder and were like, I'm a pilot. You don't even need to go on Tinder. You can just be the pilot. You have to do overnights. I have some data on this. You have overnights with the crew of your airplane. You stay in the same hotel. Okay, but back in the day? No, but back in the day, though. All right, no, I, I don't want to just, I don't want to shoot my section off. No, I mean, shoot, you can shoot. Okay, do you know that, like, that ugly dude, st- that ugly dude flight attendant that just, like, yells at you for everything? Mm-hmm. Back in the day, that was, like, the hottest 28-year-old wearing a tiny skirt. They weren't even allowed to be I'm, 31. Don't get, don't get mad at me. I'm not saying that this was a good thing. I'm just telling you how it was back in the they day. They weren't allowed to be 31? No, some of the some some of the airlines had an age limit. They also had a relationship limit where they all had to be single. No, no, they didn't. Okay, all right, you don't think so? <laughs> no, they didn't. All right, we'll just go with my section. Fine. Do you know? Okay, wait, wait. Oh no, no, no. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Make a noise. Okay. Do you, do you, do you know what the uh, the Braniff Airways slogan was? What was it? This was in like the fifties. Their slogan for Braniff Airways was, "Does your wife know you're flying with us?" <laughs> That was their fucking slogan. Oh, my God. Do you know what Pan Am's slogan was? What was it? How do you like your stortuses? <laughs> no, it's not. Yes, it was. That was their <laughs> fucking very slogan. Funny. This is very funny. I'm not joking. <laughs> that was their slogan. <laughs> you, you know what I said? Flight now so is... It was like Hooters. It was basically Hooters. It was Hooters? fucking Hooters on the airplane. <laughs> it, was, it was Hooters. They were smoking... You have to understand. They were also smoking cigars. Mm-hmm. In lounge, in a lounge, lounge like seats, <laughs> smoking cigars. Now, wait, what happened? <laughs> now it is a it is an ugly dude who hates his life and can't figure out why he ended up being a flight attendant who's yelling at you for your laptop. And, you know, back in the day they were spanking. You know, toots. They were. They were you know what I mean? Well, no. What's our topic today? Our to- <laughs> our our to- our our topic today, if you haven't already already heard, is airplanes. Okay. I'm going to go into plane safety, then the evolution of service and the evolution of stortuses over time. Adam, what are you going into today? I'm going to go into the life of a pilot. Notice that we aren't going into the science of lift or airplanes. You know why that is? Because boring. Because it's a little boring. And we know what works in a podcast and what doesn't right now. We can go into it really quick. Uh, you know what I guys, yeah. I have to say this. Go ahead. I don't I hate what a podcast host they kind of pitch themselves. <laughs> and that's kind of what you do. You just said I like I know what to do. <laughs> well, you set yourself. You know, you know why I didn't do that? Because I'm the man. My brain isn't working. Because I'm the I'm man. Sick. I'm that's sick. Kinda, Give me a break. Well, it's kind of what a pilot did in back in Pan Am. Yeah. How you know what I mean? how much sex do they have? Okay. This podcast Give is us- brought to you by the four sigmatic coffee, Adam. <laughs> God damn it. Okay. Whatever coffee you're drinking, 
I can't keep up with you. Guess right what? Now. Back in the fucking day in Pan Am, Brand Off Airways, mm-hmm. those pilots were drinking fucking Four Sigmata because they were having sex with mm-hmm. their entire in flight crew. In between a pair of boobies. In, entire flight crew. Yep. And you know what? It was fun for it was maybe it was fun for all, maybe it wasn't. Okay, um, but anyway, the forcing amount of coffee if you're having sexually all flight crew is fantastic. Harder nipples, harder nipples, more sex, more sex, better productivity. Go to forcingamount.com. Use offer code Dude Nature. That's Dude Nature, Cordyceps, all one word, lion's no mane, exclamation mark, and chaga. to get ten percent off your forcing amount of coffee. The other part of housekeeping that that we have to do is that. If you've been sending me emails, I just realized yesterday that my email, because it's <laughs> at Dude Nature, I don't get, I haven't been getting them. Okay. All right. So we're, we're working on fixing it. Just send me the message to the Instagram for right now. Okay. I really apologize for not responding, but our email hasn't been working and I just figured it out yesterday. Adam, begins that don't suck. It's called flying dirty without an email. When you're a company without an email. It's called flying dirty. Yeah. Hey, Pam, would you mind coming up to the cockpit and giving your captain a scotch? <laughs> on the on the rocks. rocks. Pam. Pam. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and did everyone see Pam out there in the aisles? Wow. <laughs> Am I right? Round of applause. Round of applause for Pam. <laughs> that was their slogan. Brand of Air, uh, Pan Am, how do you like your stortuses? Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. That's how far we've come. And now we're killing James Bond. So now we've, you know, gone over, <laughs> right? Is, we've gone is, over it. Say, now we're just killing James epic, Bond for no reason. This is an epic showing by you. This is an epic <laughs> Now showing. we're just killing James for no <laughs> reason. Epic. But that's where this we were. Epic. This might be that's the greatest where we podcast were. you've ever done. I just think uh, that's, where, that's where we were. You know what <laughs> I mean? Now we're killing James. Back in the day, you know, we were just sexually harassing all the women flight attendants <laughs> all the time. Oh, God. It was totally fine. Totally fine. In fact, the slogan said that. <laughs> All right. Anyway, anyway, Adam, in begins that don't suck. You have six seconds to tell us everything we need to know to enjoy the episode. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, three, two, one, go. Noah, aviation began in the 18th century with the development of the hot air balloon, and then a large step in significance came with the construction of the first powered airplane by the Wright brothers, North Carolina first in flight, in the early 1900s. Since that time, aviation has been technologically revolutionized by the introduction of the airline or the jet which permitted a major form of transport throughout the world. So today, we are taking a deeper look at the world of airplanes and aviators and aviation. Noah. Yep. Noah, what's our theme? Our theme today is some of the adjectives that can be used to describe... Uh, air travel back in the day, romance, sex, luxury, magic, fashion. The only thing used to describe <laughs> describe travel now. I love this. Is it over yet? <laughs> that's so good. <laughs> and, and that's and that's basically where where we came from, where we're at now. So would you swap out having a big screen of entertainment for hot stewardesses? The big the the what I swap? Yes. Is there something that we don't get about the? Sim- well, I'm not saying. No, as as a non-single man, you don't really want hot the hotties around you because it's, right. it's like torture. Right, right. No, not at all. Right. But is that one thing we don't understand about the seventies? Was it the, talking just about the, Orange sh- Orange Theory, Austin, Texas? Was the seventies a time of shtup? There was just a lot of shtupping going on. I think there was a ton of shtupping going on. Well, as we know, there's not any shtupping going on now. No one shtups now. Very chaste. In fact, the dude time. who shtuped the most, James Bond, was killed for shtuping the, the most. For shtuping too much. <laughs> no, we don't. This is what I don't. This is what is crazy is that we like. Yeah, we're trying to de-sexify everything. 
And mm-hmm. so no one's like we said in the sex episode, the sex rates no are the lowest they've ever been now. No one is having sex anymore. So there's a reason for this, right? I bet they're having way more sex. They're having way more fun. They're having way more fun. Do you know what they used to do back in the day? What do they used to do? You know, do you know in the co- the cockpit? Uh-huh. They used to say the captains. You literally used to say, "I did a lot of research on this." They used to say, "Like, come up to the cockpit and have a chat," and people would go up to the cockpit and just look out the windows and smoke a cigar in the cockpit with the captains. What? Yes, that's what they used to do. That's how. That's what. That's what wow. planes used to be when America was just doing that's what, great. That's, that's what planes used to be. Do you know what it's like now? What is it? There's a fucking vault door before oh, right, you right. get to the captains yeah, yeah. that can only be locked from the other side because of terrorist attacks. Yeah. Yeah, that's what it's like now. <laughs> the stewardess, you know, uh, the simpler when time you, when you had to take a dump and yeah. the plane, the stupid seatbelt sign wasn't wasn't clicked, and you're like, I have to go, and you went to go, <laughs> and some, some some disgusting stewardess like yelled at you. Yeah, you know what I mean. That used to be I a shit. That used piss. to be the hottest girl you could ever imagine. Suggesting basically nothing, nice who to- would never tell you to do something. They would just flirt with you or chat with you. Again, please don't kill me. I'm not saying this is a good thing. I'm just telling you how it was. Okay, obviously, you <laughs> don't know, cancel. A lot of, please don't cancel. There's a lot podcast. of issues. There's a lot of issues. We've come a long way, but we've come too far. We killed James. Look, if you're already here in this podcast, you know what's going to happen. You do know what's going to happen. Yeah. I, I before my James segment, I had a moral licensing segment where I was going to say, you know, how, oh yeah, no, that's how good. much I, you know. Because I believe in a lot of the, the, the women's rights stuff, and I'm, I'm happy about it. Because some terrible stuff has happened to my fiancé at work. It was awful. and true, some, true some, story. And some dudes are fucking terrible, but we don't need to kill James Bond. <laughs> I don't even know where we're at, That's okay. but we're potting. All right. The life wanna, of a, yeah, the life of a pilot. Yeah, let's go. I, I just want you to keep going for another hour. <laughs> we don't even need that. That's my you man right me. there. You shoot me with That's his guns. Ding, ding. All right. Let me tell you about a pilot named Swain Martin. Living base, baby. <laughs> he looks like he's... 20-something. You can't be older than 30. Swain Martin? Yeah, he's got a great pilot's name. Swain Martin. That's okay. a fucking great He has name. an awesome YouTube channel. Um, these are 10 things that he wishes he'd known about before he started being a pilot. And I think it will illuminate some of the things about pilot dumb. And we could have a conversation on there. So, no, commuting apparently really sucks, which means not living in base. Yeah, I can imagine that would be the blow. So, what he used to do is he used to actually live in Hawaii and then get on a plane and go to Chicago, which was his base. So his work day ended up being, you know, like eight extra hours. It's insane. I don't know why you would ever do that. Okay, why would Apparently this is that? one of the biggest decisions that pilots have to do. Because you can live around the world as a pilot. Like you could live in Lisbon and have your base be in New York, JFK. But you would have to fucking fly there. Of course, now, like now with, with Rona and everything sucking balls. Like right. You, no, you would definitely now, not do that. Right. But back in the day when everyone was fucking... You know, no, you could do I, stuff like that. Yeah, back in the day, you could smack your source's butt, right? Oh, yeah, but, like, I live in Lisbon. I get on the plane. I have a little sex, have a little scotch and cigar. I get into work. I'm a little buzzed. Dude, I think, I think, yeah, what you have to understand, too, is that the... Ro- so, you know, when we think about a plane, we think about fucking, like, a tuna sardine, like a sardine can. Everybody right? has masks. Dude, like, back in the day, their rows were fucking huge. Right. Like, there, there, there just weren't... There weren't half as many people Before on the, the plane. Before the airlines understood how to properly gouge Before airlines gouge understood everyone. how to properly, like, make as much money as they could. Yeah. They weren't making as much money as they could, and there weren't... It wasn't packed. It was very roomy. Right. And, and some seats were facing each other with, like, a table in the middle. I, I love what you said about romance, because if you go on the aviation Reddit feed, that's... I never put the word to it, but that's what I see on that feed is the romance of flying. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Dude, fly. It used to be like a. They used to wear. You know, pa- used, Papa and Nana used to get dressed dude, up for the plane, right? They used to get dressed up in their nicest. 
their nicest clothes, the red carpet clothes, the nicest yeah. thing you had you would wear to fly. And you'd basically drink scotch, smoke cigars, and like chat with the other passengers. Imagine, there's no entertainment back then. There's no entertainment. There's no phones, no computers. So there is nothing to do except for drink scotch and smoke cigars. And sex. And have and, sex. And talk and have sex. People had a lot more fucking sex back then. Mm-hmm. Right. Now we're not allowed to have sex anymore. No. Right. No, but then we were. Now we can just watch our little screens. Now we just watch our little screens. What if next time we were on a plane, we just acted like we were in the 70s? And we got on a plane in really nice gear, and I we started up a slapping butts. It, we started slapping butts. Right. And up cigars. Right. And then you light up a cigar on the plane. Yeah. Can you imagine? Because now on planes, okay, so like there was another thing is that like stewardesses back in the day, they were trained on fashion, appearance, and service. <laughs> and, oh and maybe like a paragraph about safety. <laughs> Flight attendants now, they are regulators. They're not service personnel. They're they're there to make Keep sure that between you're the lines, not right? being a fucking moron. Because yeah. there's so many people on the plane now. There are so many people on that plane. They're they're there to make sure that you're not being a moron, that the flight flight leaves on time, that you don't do anything stupid. They're not there to like to serve you. So some of the some of the sources that have been their old sources, they they went through the golden age mm-hmm. and now they're now they talk about the big differences now. Yeah. They said now it's like, you know, it's like it's like it's a it's a you're a regulator. You're a principal. Yeah. You're the principal. <laughs> you're the cop, the plane cop. You're the plane cop and you used to be the, used to be the plane buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's a way to put it. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So can you pick your base was the question that I had. Apparently, <clears throat> pilots can choose their base based on a bidding process when airline vacancies open up. So you can bid on either a first mate or a captain position. <clears throat> that's what you get to specify. For example, they can say, I want to fly a 737 out of San Francisco. Or maybe it's time to move up in your career and you want to say, I want to fly a 767 out of Newark. So you can bid on that specific base and that route. Does that make okay. sense? So if you're a pilot, you're going to move around a lot. Yeah, and apparently at the, the more experience you get, the bigger jets you can fly. So when you start off, you might be flying a regional jet. Like from Chicago to Dubuque. Is Dubuque in Iowa? Dubuque? Sure. Dubuque? I get it, yeah. Or Manhattan, Kansas, or like really small airports. Right. right. <clears throat> okay, so that was number one. Number two is eating is challenging. Because his schedule is, he's so scheduled out for his month, it's very hard to do groceries because everything expires by the time you get back from your trip. So he might have like one trip over a three-day period, mm-hmm. then three days off, and then another trip for a three-day period. So it's like you can't like do groceries no, over the other time period. I don't periods. see how this would be a good for a family. I don't see how this would work. No, no, no. You will see how it works because their hours are amazing. One of my themes, if I had the theme section, would be you and I could have been pilots. That's the theme. That it would have been cool? It would have been really cool. We would have enjoyed it. It could have happened. Really? Yeah, it could have happened. But you have to sit a bunch. You sit, but you're chilling. You're like hanging out with your buds in there. Let me tell you, back in the day, that that pilot's got a lot more pull, that position, right? Yeah. Because you're living in base a lot. There's not that many hours. Do you know how many hours they on the average of work a month? How many? How many would you think? How many do you think? Of plane, like plane hours. Yeah, <laughs> no, it just extends his yeah. hand. Plane of plane time. hours flying. Uh, hour butt in seat. Butt in butt seat in time? bucket. Yeah. I don't know. I, th- I think it'd be a lot. Maybe it'd be like a month, like a hundred. Okay, it's not a hundred. It's eighty-four hours of of work total, a month. Sorry, that's not work total. That's eighty-four hours of flying time a that, month. That's awesome because if you're working a okay. forty-hour work week, that's exactly. Two so if you're doing a forty-hour work week. You're, you have 160 hours. Okay, so you're working about half of that. And if you look at his schedule, this guy, Swain Martin, 
He has in his month of March, he has 15 full days off. Yeah, no, that's, that's so he sick. has half the month off. What other job do you have half the month off? How long did it take him to become a pilot? Um, I, it takes. It looks like it takes about five or six years to get your first commercial license. Really? Yeah, and it's it's, it's, it's a lot of money. It's a lot of money. I'm gonna get to that. Okay, I'm cool. gonna get to that. Okay, so he also says learning to be talkative and outgoing is actually really important. And it's something that he had to learn because he, he said, you know, he's very, he was kind of like an introverted. Did he dude. learn to have sex with tortoises? Was that hard for him? I don't think that that's there now. Right. But I think in the, pa- in, in the past, in the past, they probably though, train you on a proper slap of an ass. You know, when you know to grab, long, you know when to just spank. Back in the remove. day, do you yeah. know how long the tortoise manual section was on makeup? How, how long was it? 12 pages. <laughs> no, it wasn't. Just on what makeup. What were some of the things in there? It's like how to properly put on your face. Can we get the stores manual? Had, can they, we get it? The stores manual. The stores manual had things like you to walk up a flight of stairs kind of sideways because it looks more feminine. What? Yeah. Shut up. Yes. This is what. This is what. So they, they, it's Dude, like finishing. Here's school. what you have to They went to finishing These school. These stortuses. Okay. They're only three percent of applicants got in. They were the like fashion and and appearance icons. 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 Okay. And that's yeah, what some of the stories to say is that yes, was it sexist? Absolutely. But they were like they miss it. I don't know. I just I don't shoot me. I'm just saying what an old stardust said. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, it's it really romantic something. and luxurious, magical. Okay, you know so, what they used to wear? Yep, what they used to wear. High <laughs> boots and tiny, tiny skirts. God. Do you know what they wear now? They are fucking, it's disgusting. It's the most sterile outfit Neut- I've ever seen. Neutral. This, this, it's sexless. It's an outfit that a man and a woman could wear because it is lacking any kind of sex. Chaste. It's the most chaste outfit I've ever seen. What is it? It's just nasty. The stores are disgusting now. Flight attendants, ugh. Blech. So you have to be learn. You have to learn to be talkative. One reason he says is because you're stuck in a metal box with one person, which is your first mate. So you know that there's always two people flying the plane, right? Oh. There might be a third person in the middle too. So you're stuck up there with the other captain or a first mate, right? And during the course of their trip, they alternate flying the plane. The captain sits on the left, and the first mate is on the right. So if you're not flying the plane, like you can get up and pee and stuff, right? But so there's a lot of times like if you. I watched a video of a takeoff, a couple. They do the takeoff, right? There's a lot. There's a whole checklist they have to go through, taxiing. Then once they get up, they can put it on auto- autopilot. And then it's like you're just kind of hanging out with someone else in that pit. So what are you doing How are the kids, Mark? You know? Oh, my God. You're bowling, you're bowling this weekend. There's just tons of small talk. That's, that's why they're so good at small much. talk in the, at the airplane, though. Because they do it all day. Oh, my God. Yeah. So, yeah, but, so there. But back in the day, it used to just be a party up there in the cockpit. Right. So also, these days, they said it used to be that a captain, first mate, and crew would fly way more often together. Like this this unit, kind of like a family unit kind of situation. But yeah. now they do not always fly together. They switch frequently, usually doing only one set of trips together. So you might, you're going to get up there with a stranger. You have to kind of do something with them up there. Like it's awkward. If you're in a car with someone you don't know, what, are you just going to be silent with them? That's weird. You're going to be weird? You can't do that, right? That's weird. That's too much small talk. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things, one of the experiences that a stewardess says about being on the plane is that now they get matched up for a series of legs, right? So what, what, what does that mean? They might do five flights total in a row together over a course of two days. That's their working days. And then they're off. But okay. they stick with the same crew and the same pilot. Okay. So what she says is, 
you see someone for the first time, then you work with that person. On board, we talk, and sometimes we behave as if we're best friends. We go sightseeing together during our layovers and feel as if we have known each other for a very long time. Then we operate the flight back, and once we all get off the plane, often the energy of our group dynamic, it changes. The energy between us all is different. Many times, a lot of the crew members are in a rush to go home, and sometimes when we get off the plane after a flight, it feels as if we are back to being strangers again. Interesting. Kind of interesting. So it's like a very, it's forced intimacy for a short period of time. Right. right. You've had that experience before. With? Maybe. I, I know that I, I haven't had that experience before when you're at like a conference, you're at oh, kind of yes. like a training thing yes. when you're forced together with a group yeah. of people and then you, and then, for a little bit of time. And then it's then like, it ends. And then it ends. And then you and never then talk like, to them again, uh, right? Now we're good. Yeah. No, I don't really want to. We're good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? Um, another thing he says is your entire life is based off his calendar. So obviously... In advance, things are very set. I mean, whose thing is that whose life isn't based off a calendar? It's just that if you have a usual work day, it's Monday to Friday. These guys, they work usually through weekends. They work whatever. What's anytime. up with it? So what? Yeah, what's up with his school? Like, where did he go to school? How did he become a pilot? How long did it take? Yeah, I'm getting there. Get there. You want me to get there? I wanted to get there. <laughs> what do you think of this section so far? Did you want to hurry up? You know, I, I like it, but like I get that the schedule's not set. You know, like, okay. I understand he's a fucking pilot. Like, no, I didn't get, get, like, get a lot of the schedule. and potatoes. He's really hot. He's, gone. he's on the schedule. But, the, but I, what I wanted you to get is that there was actually 15 days off during his month. That's he awesome. only works half of the fucking month. That's which awesome. Which is one of the reasons why I think me and you could have been pilots. Yeah, I love that. I love that. Okay, a lot of chilling. A lot Half of time chilling. off. You get actually Lots paid a lot. Of kind of time. Not working. Kind a of lot. a sick job. Kind I bet of a tight job. Get, I, yeah, I bet they get paid a ton. They do eventually. Kind of a tight job. Kind of an awesome job. Okay. He also says, I'll skip through this really fast. Finding a time to work out is very hard, obviously. Mm. Okay. Because you get in the hotel at very late hours, very weird times. Fuck. And then when you go home, you don't have any kind of routine or anything. Yeah, that's rough. Don't know when to sign up for a gym, blah, blah, blah. So he says, taking care of the human pet is difficult. He didn't say that. That right. was me. That's right. That, and the hum- by human pet, we mean like, you know, when you have to work out and eat well and do all that shit. It's, we, we're like, this is, this is a Tim Urban thing, but we like, it's called human pet, taking care of your Brushing human pet. Brushing your teeth. Brushing right, your teeth. Doing all the, uh, so many things. Your, yeah. uh, unbelievable amount of things. Yeah. Can you imagine having kids? We don't have kids yet. Well, then it, you have to take you have care, to care of, of some of another human, human pet pets and then your and pet. You're a human pet. Well, that's probably why you don't get a lot of care for your pet when you have a kid. Yeah, you don't. Yeah, you're the last. You're you're, there's, you're the last one. There's the pets, the kid pets, and then the actual pet, and then you pet last. Yeah. Okay, so here's here's one part where he talks about the race to the bottom. I love it. But he didn't use those words. Explain the race. You gotta explain the race. The, the race to the bottom Just is fast. getting a job where you can do the least amount of work for the most amount of money. This is our theory on work. Okay, this is a theory we of call work. it the race to the bottom. Now. It's not a great thing if you want to make an impact because this is you want to be doing the opposite. You want to be doing nothing, right? But our theory of race to the bottom is yeah to get a job we do the least amount of work and, the, and you get the most money possible. Called the race to the bottom. So here's what he realized, right? If you fly a smaller jet, you're going to end up doing more trips. So you're going to end up doing smaller trips because you get paid. You do a certain amount of hours of flying time per trip. Does that make sense? Yeah. So if you go from Manhattan, Kansas to Chicago and then to Iowa to Ohio, Cleveland, like little small jumps like that, you have to do six or seven different flights. Whereas if you flew from Chicago to Miami and then back again, that might be it. That's two flights instead of five. Because the biggest work for the pilots and the first mate is take off and landing. For sure. Right? When they're in the air, eh, toots, slap a butt. Yeah. Smoke a cigar. Smoke a cigar. What have you. Right. So he realized that doing longer flights on bigger, bigger haulers, 
is better than doing smaller Wait, flights. The small talk after 9-11 must have been because back in the day, like the door was open, you know, people would bring their kids up there. The flight attendants could go up. Now there is literally a vault door. Yep. And it's just you two up there. And right. no one's allowed to go in. Right. Right. That's rough. All right, let's get to pay. Yeah, let's get to pay. Get to the good stuff. So, like I said, pilots fly about 85 hours per month. And compared to the 40-hour workweek job, that's amazing. Okay? A first officer, on their first year of flying, this is after flight school, they make a little bit below 100K. Okay? And then on year six as a captain, they make a slick 280000 What? Right. And if you fly for like UPS, you can make 350 k Right. This goes back into my theme. You and I could have been pilots. We fly. We literally work half the month. Okay. We make a ton of money. I love right. We hang out with buds. That, I love how little work they do. They do They do a tiny bit of work. I don't know what he's complaining 280K? about. 280K? A lot of the videos that he makes, uh, Swain Martin, he was just on, on the couch with his roommate. Just like chilling. Just like 100% chilling. He makes video. He, what are you talking about? Oh, is this like a blogger about pilot life? Yeah. He is. He has a great YouTube channel. How old is he? He's young. He's he's below 30s. He looks like he's in his late 20s. That's so tight. Very cool. Right? So sick. Okay. So that dude's living in base. <laughs> it's I mean, that's a lot of money, right? For doing not that, that much so work much as a captain. Money. It's pretty awesome. Um, and he says that flying plane is awesome. It looks fucking awesome. You imagine flying a plane? He says fine. Yeah. That's fucking sick. So he loves it. There's actually I mean, there's a lot of bullshit that they have to deal with, just like any job. They have to go they sometimes they have to stay in hotels because they end they might end their trip in a different city and they have to fly back the next day, something like that. <coughs> they, they also do some stuff outside. It's kind of unclear what they do, but they, they put on vests and the uh, earplugs and they go outside. They do some of their checklist stuff with the wheels and shit, pre-flight stuff. They do landing stuff. It's kind of boring, but you know, it's really cool. Um, okay, so how to become a pilot, right? Yeah. How There's do two you different routes. Okay. One is commercial and one is military. Right. In the in the mil the more interesting one is the commercial route. In the military route, pretty quickly, <clears throat> you actually need pretty good grades in college. You usually need an undergraduate degree. You need strong performance on military aptitude tests. Um, you need officer training, and your training as a pilot is paid for, which is great. The only problem is that you owe ten years of military service after you can after. Ten? Ten. Ten, ten big, ones. big ones. Ten big ones. Where you're just they they're gonna tell you where to go and you have to go. <clears throat> where to go, what to do. And then after that you can fly passenger airlines. Right. Okay, so there you go. Here, however, commercial, you need a bachelor's degree typically, and you need first of all, you need a private pilot certificate, which requires forty hours of flight time and a written exam. That's that's so you can fly a single engine plane. So not a commercial airline yet. Wait, okay, so you have to get a you have to get your own plane. It's a process, yeah. You have to get your own plane. You got to fly that plane a lot. You don't have to get your own plane. <clears throat> this is all handled for you in. There's different flight schools. Okay, right, and they'll handle this for you. So you get the 40 hours of flight time and you get your private pilot certificate. Next step is you need, after 250 hours of flying, you get an instrument rating so you can fly in low visibility conditions. You learn what all the gauges are and shit. Okay. Okay. Then after you have that, you can become a flight instructor at the school. You just instruct pilots that are younger than you. Okay. Because you need to get to 1,500 hours of flying experience. All right. So you need to just clock the hours. It's a lot. You need to clock hours. And then you get paid for that. You get paid from uh, like around 60K. Okay. What happens to 1,500 hours? Okay. So after that, you can test to get your commercial uh, pilot's license. 
And then you can become a commercial pilot. Right. So after 1,500 hours, then you get the pilot's license, and then your first Wait. your first job as a first mate, you'll make like 100K. But the commercial planes are so much bigger than the small planes. How do you learn how to fly those? I don't, I, that's not, you know, I don't know, right? I'm not a flight instructor. I'm sure they have bigger planes at flight school. Okay. I think when you, st- when you start off, like Swain Martin, he's starting off, he's flying small planes, like really small. Really? Okay. Yeah, like smaller than I think we've ever been on, it looks like. All right, and then he build, you build up. Then you build up, exactly. So build sick. up to a captain. Sick. Okay. So, my last part before you go. Do they hook up? You're going to get more into this. Do, does, the, does the captain hook up? Okay. Just a couple different quotes. Do they hook up? The captain with the stewardesses. Here's one. My mm-hmm. mom used to work housekeeping in an airport motel. A lot of pilots and flight attendants stayed there. She said it was like a Roman orgy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. In the good old days, as one pilot says, oh yeah, flight attendants and pilots were paired for an entire sequence, meaning the cockpit crew and the cabin crew were scheduled for the same flights, the same layovers, and sometimes for the whole month. If there was an opportunity, say the long Cabo layover, with open bar included in the hotel stay, there could be some extreme partying going on. That is so tight. Yep. Yeah, I back in the day, I'm sure it was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, he also says, basically every trip was a double date. Back in the day. First mate, stewardess, captain, stewardess. Dude, right. Because <clears throat> back in the day, uh, all the pilots were men. All the stewardesses wore women. Yep. Seems like it. <laughs> it was a double date. Okay. We're going to take a quick break. And after that, it'll be time for the halftime, honey. Okay. Yes. This is the Halftime Honey Toast where we discuss and celebrate some absurd science in the news that is similar related to our episode. I find the story and no responses immediate thoughts. Okay. Okay. We're obviously not drinking fucking Hennessy, Halftime Honey, whatever. No, we, we are drinking. Ja- we have the Jack Daniels Four Sigmatic Coffee. Yeah, there you go. Jack Daniels Times have. Four Sigmatic made coffee. So I raise my glass yeah. of the Jack Daniels Coffee to the Federal Aviation Administration for last Thursday announcing a series of new research grants in the hopes of making aviation fuel cheaper and less scarce. Aviation fuel, fuel cheaper. Yeah, so giving research grants to universities to invent new sources of sustainable fuel for airlines. Okay, that's great because fucking air, airplane fuel is really bad. It's really bad. It contributes to between 2 and 3% of all carbon emissions. Recently, United flew a Boeing 737 MAX 8 using sustainable fuel in one of its two engines. It was the first for the industry. All right, that's awesome. Because yep. airline fuel is bad. The only bad thing is, unfortunately, it can right now be... Triple the price of regular fuel. Right. It, as we mentioned before in the Biden episode, I think he launched an incentive, not an incentive, an initiative to boost sustainable aviation fuel to three billion gallons by t- twenty thirty. Okay, so he's tra- he's he's on he's on board here. Whatever that means, whatever that initiative means, yeah, he's on board. Um, I think that's really tight. It's really tight. Chemtrails. Okay, let's give them the grants to make new fuel. Okay. I'm all about that. Tight. Okay. You know what I'm really excited about? Really excited about your section. I love I this. I want to hear about more sex. Okay. I, I want to fucking talk about sex. I was going to talk about plane safety. 
Okay, I'm I'm gonna go through it fast. I just want I want to talk about the, the evolution of the stewardess more. Mm-hmm. But uh, let me let me hit on plane safety. Do you know how many? Do you know what percentage of people are afraid when they fly? Me, me, and everyone else. Definitely you. Do you know what what percentage of people are afla- afraid when they 100%? fly? One hundred percent. Seventy percent of people have fear when flying. Thirty percent of people have an extreme kind of paranoia while flying. Who are the thirty percent that don't? The serial, people that serial killers. The, the people that when when there's fucking when there's fucking turbulence, they like grab each other's hands. That's that's the, the that's severe. me. Me. It's you. Okay. You've probably heard that planes are safe, but they're way f- that like when you put it into context, they're even safer than you think. Okay. Um. So here are some stats. According to an analysis of U.S. Census da- data on the types of deaths, these are your odds of dying. Okay. From the most likely to least likely, heart disease is one in six, cancer one in seven, suicide one in eighty-eight, opioids one in ninety-two, motor vehicle crash one in one hundred and seven, gun assault one in t- two hundred eighty-nine. Bicyclist, one in 3,825. Wait, wait, sorry. Gun assault is one in 289? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, damn. Damn, is that common? It's fucking insane. Gun assault? It's insane. Fuck. Okay, keep going. Yeah, it's it's fucking... Yeah, in the, in the U.S., it's a real possibility that you might die from a gunman. Oh, that is so bad. It's so bad. It is honestly insane. Okay, that's that's terrible. It is terrible. Uh, a bicyclist is one in th- three eight two five, and a plane is one in two hundred five thousand five hundred fifty two. Oh my god! Right. So it is like okay. So here's this. This puts it more into context too. In Europe alone, car crashes cause one hundred twenty thousand fatalities every year. From twenty fifteen to twenty nineteen, Europe, uh, Europe did not have a single fatality from an airline from from an airline passenger. And in each of those years, 120,000 people are going to die from cars. Um, in the U.S., it's even more stark, okay? In the U.S., 1.35 million people are killed by car crashes each year. 1.35 million people killed by cars each year. Now, and since 2010, these are the, these are the records of the amount of fatalities from a U.S. air carrier. Mm-hmm. Okay, 2010, zero. 2011, zero. Again, on each of these years, 1.35 million people are dying from a car car crash. 2012, zero. 2013, zero. 2014, zero. 2015, zero. 2016, zero. 2017, zero. 2018, one. 2019, one. 2020, zero. Wait, one? What is that one? Is it a private jet? Yeah, I don't know, actually. <coughs> is, one, is that is that Don't one? know what the one is. Don't Roy, know. That, uh, the Phillies pitcher, Roy Holiday, who died in a private jet? Is like that the one? Did Roy Holiday died? Yeah. The pitcher? Yeah. What happened in a private He's jet? Flying his private jet. No, I think these are these are these are uh, airline passengers. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not sure. It could have been a crash that killed that one person. Oh, I think I know what it was. Mm-hmm. One of those crashes. Mm-hmm. It was a jet in in Alaska mm-hmm. that crashed, but everyone survived except one person. The, a propeller went through the. So are those stats just for commercial planes? Yes, this is from com- for commercial on a U.S. air carrier. Okay, wow. Basically, like, if you're flying for the holidays, is what you're flying, right? Yeah, yeah. So, basically, what I want to show is that over a million people die each year by car. Yeah. And fucking not, basically, not a single person dies a year on a U.S. air carrier. Yeah. No, we've totally, so, that's amazing. We've solved it. We, we've solved flight. We've, that, we've that's unbelievable. solved it. So, what about all the crashes you hear about, how right? Is it, how is it so safe? How how is it so safe? So they said that, like there's lots. So go they wrong. said that just for technological technological improvements. Yeah. When compare when you compare planes to a plane right after World War II, they are 650 times less likely to crash. Just I don't know how they got that, but just for technological improvements of the plane, that doesn't that doesn't include the like the training as well. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so one thing is like, what about all the crashes you hear about? You hear about the Malaysian flight. You probably hear yep. about the uh, the Boeing Air Max Ethiopia flight that mm-hmm. crashed. Mm-hmm. Um, the big thing is that those there are regions make a big difference where the air carrier is based. So if your air carrier is based in the U.S., Europe, or Australia, you have basically no chance of crashing. Right, so like you know, the airlines America, Delta, United, whatever. Then the European area airlines or Australian airlines, they never crash. I always think about this. Never crash. <laughs> when someone's like, when you're in Costa Rica and someone's like, "Do you want to go bungee jumping?" Like, no, not in Costa Rica. I don't want to go bungee jumping. Yeah, fuck no. Fuck no. What are they? Gonna, no. What, are, what are the standards? What are they going to check? What the are rope, the standards you know? for checking anything? No, are they going to do anything? Not. They're all going to be hung over. That's how. That's how I feel. Yeah, that's how I feel. Um. So. These are the three problem areas. Mm-hmm. Pop- popular Reddit poster mm-hmm. that Adam, you showed me that I recommend you guys go check. It's Admiral underscore Cloudberg. He analyzes all airline crashes. Yep, very cool. He has like a ten pager on the Malaysian flight that disappeared that I want to read through that you should read through. Mm-hmm. But these are the three problem areas of flight: <clears throat> Africa, the former Soviet Union, and Southeast Asia. And mm. if your airline is based there, those have basically all of the crashes. Why? Because of the lack of infrastructure the, and what and whatnot. The Chica- lack of chicanery. Regular, the chicanery that goes just on. Just the chicanery. Just the absolute chicanery that goes on. Mm-hmm. Um, what causes the accidents? Oh, so the, the 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 Soviet Union, the former Soviet Union, they have one to three major crashes of an airline passenger a year. Oh, of a flight. Yes. Of an of an airline commercial flight. Yes. Okay, so the data that you gave before is just the U.S. data. From a so okay so Adam so so like let's say I'm American Airlines right yeah that's a U.S. based air carrier oh okay U.S. based carriers okay but let's say I'm Ethiopian Airlines let's say you're P- Putin Putin, uh, Airline. Putin Airlines yeah that's a Russian based airline right so there there are there's different uh, one standards. to three major crashes the Soviet Union airlines mm-hmm. that come from the former Soviet Union they have one to three major crashes a year yeah. Don't so okay. Do gotcha. not fly just because it's like four hundred dollars. It might be cheaper to fly a shitty airline from the Soviet Union, but definitely don't fly it. Oh man, yeah. Because if you don't fly it, you have no chance of crashing. Putin Express. If you fly Delta or an American carrier or European carrier or Australian carrier, mm-hmm. like, like look, twenty. They, there's zero fatalities on these flights. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. Um. What causes the accidents? Doctor Juan Barsh. <laughs> What? <laughs> Barsh. Sydney-based chair of aviation safety consultancy firm. That's a mouthful. Mm-hmm. He said that uh, 90% of accidents these days are caused by human error. Okay? Yeah. Um. Okay, so like not sleeping enough or it's just like that? It has something to do with the pilots. Okay. 90% of the time. Okay, the evolution of the airline service that yep. we talked about a little bit. Yep. If you were in the 1930s and you were going on a plane... Okay, right, uh, right now. So I'm about to go on a plane tomorrow. Mm-hmm. I'm about to wear sweatpants, shoes, and just the nice, the most comfortable shit. I'm gonna put on headphones and speak to no one. Yeah, that's your move, right? When you the, once the headphones are on, right. you're not speaking. To no him. one can. Do speak you speak to, to your partner, spouse, significant other? We have we have, we have an argument about this because when I go to the, an airplane, I yeah. like to put on headphones and pretend that I'm not there. Right yeah. back in the day. You used to go on a plane, and you might be going on a vacation, but a plane was part of your vacation. Back yeah, the, no, it was. No, back in the day, vacation started when you got to the airport. I still felt, when we were on the plane to Mexico in Silita, that was the first time I actually felt like that. Yeah. We were getting on the plane, and the old the old people were fired the fuck up. Fired up. Fired dude, fucking up. Dude, vacation started on the airplane. 
People were jamming. That's what it was. We jamming. That's what it was back in the day. Jamming. Dude, now, jamming. now it is a fucking, it is just a disaster it was like, of regulation yeah. and fucking, it's not their fault, but like because of all the shit that's happened, it sucks balls. Just we were on a plane. When now. we were on a plane in the old, and they came on their Hawaiian church and then they played this. That's when I really started going for me. Right. Yeah. So, you know, you're going to go you're going to go through security. They're going to be super rude to you at security most likely because they're they're sick of saying the same thing. Yeah. I, unfortunately for them, and I had to gripe about this, all their fucking machines are different at every single air, airport. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And so it's impossible for you as a passenger to know what, what they were going to require that time. And yep. they change all the time. Yeah. And they get upset. They're going to be rude to you. The stores are probably going to be rude to you. Back in the day, you might get a meal cooked. From a five-star chef. What? And the chef, there's pictures of it. The chef might come out and st- speak to you during the plane flight about the meal. Wait, wait, wait where is he cooking the do meal? Do you know what they- Where is he cooking the meal? Did they had a, I don't, I don't fucking know. They had like a kitchen. Do you, do you, you have to understand. They had way less passengers. Mm-hmm. Way less. They had way less of a busy schedule. Now, like, they have to be on time. Back in the day, you know, they were hanging out. They were hanging out. There's less people on the flights. The flights are so much more roomy. Um... Do you know what they used to eat for for a meal? What lobster? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, smoke cigars, drink scotch, eat lobster, maybe spank your flight attendant. <laughs> right, all things that are fine back in the day. Yeah. Uh, however, the ticket in the 1930s was only for the super rich. It might have cost about five percent of your annual salary. Holy shit! There was no coach in first class. There was just really just fucking really nice fucking first nice. class, and people dressed up like they were in really nice first class. Oh, so it was a luxury event. Luxury. Yeah, it was a luxury event. It wasn't until the sixties and seventies that it started to get more affordable. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's talk about tortoises. Oh, okay. So wait, I just want to hear about safety in Southeast Asia and Africa. Are the numbers still one in three? Just like in Russia? No, Russia's the Russia has been really bad. Russia's been specific. It's not one in three. It is. It has one, one two, three. One to three major crashes a year of a passenger. Airline, which is, it's too many, right, if you're flying. Yeah, it's too many. Right, so, yeah. fuck that. Um, in a 1973 manual, this is about sources. this is a 1973 manual for Braniff Airline sources. This is what it said, okay? This is what the manual says. Your weight must be kept within the proper ratio to your height in order to look and feel your best. Legs must be smooth and free from hair while in uniform. <laughs> Makeup is as much a part of the uniform as the dress or suit. These are the rules that will make you leaders in fashion among the flight attendants of all airlines. Oh, my God. Okay. Flight attendants were leaders in style. Well, stores, they were called sources back then. In the 80s, they, they switched to flight attendant, basically when all the romance oh. started to die. Okay. Okay. So, sources were leaders in style and fashion. Most of their manual, most of a stores' manual back in the day covered dress code and style, including uniform care, jewelry regulations, grooming standards, weight restrictions, and relationship restrictions. <laughs> Wait, so you had to be single? You had to be single. So you could stop? Yes, you had to be single. It wasn't until, I, I think it was the, it was more recent that, like, they stopped that. So when you get wifed up, that means that you can't be a stewardess any longer? You can't be a stewardess. You have to be single. <laughs> you have to be available. Gotta be available. That's amazing. Okay. They were also not to eat in front of travelers while on the job because it was unseemly. After the service was finished, they like, could, they could, are you going to give this book to Ashley when you're when you're <laughs> are you going to give her a PDF copy? <laughs> After the service was finished, they could pull a curtain over the galley and eat in a small corner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, makes sense. Uh, yeah, there, it's there's also there's also many pages in the manual about how to probably smoke a cigarette and put it out. 
What? Okay, yeah. How to look really good smoking a cigarette. Flight attendants regularly smoked and chatted with passengers. Uh, passengers regularly went into the cockpit. They hung out with the pilots. It was basically like a flying luxury nightclub. It was like a flying cigar bar. Mm-hmm. That's basically it. Yeah. Um, there's pictures of stores in tiny dresses pouring champagne for everyone. It's crazy. Um, during the in-flight, in-flight training of the past, Storuses learned how to properly walk up a set of stairs with a suitcase. <laughs> Among many lessons in poise, they were to walk sideways, never straight, because the graceful motion appeared professional yet feminine. During turbulence, they were to maintain a poker face and never look frighten- frightened. Training was really intense. It was three months. And it pla- <coughs> excuse me, placed most of its emphasis on appearance, service, with a small amount of safety. Appearance for three months? So in service. Can we send? Can we send our girlfriends to, to, to old, to, to to old three school, month old school old school stewardess school old school, school stewardess school? Absolutely. Wow. Absolutely. Um, in in as I as I talked about in 1967, they only hired three percent of of that's all unbelievable applicants. Three percent, which is harder than Harvard or Stanford. What did what do they what do they look like? It's like supermodels. Yeah, they're basically just, like they're very instead hot. of being a supermodel, they were a stewardess, dude, and they are wearing. Very short square, and they're very hot. So if you're like I'm, I was dating a stewardess back then. That's basically like now saying I'm dating a supermodel. Yes, exactly. Same thing. Yes, exactly. When you get yelled at by your pimply flight attendant to like put your seatbelt on, just think that back in the day you could have just been smoking a cigar with a super hot stewardess. You just you just, I, I you just my mic your over. microphone no, over. My face. You. I'm flushing. Just, my it, face is flushing. Excited you so much. Yeah. Live in base. Um, <laughs> live in base. There's no living in base. In Let me talk room. about the flight attendants now. Okay, that's where we were. Here's where we are now. Hey, where are we flight now? Flight attendants now are there to keep order. Okay, instead of chatting with pilots, passengers are blocked by a vault-like door, and they're yelled at instead of flirted with for getting up to go to the cramped-ass bathrooms. Um, training now, instead of focusing on style and fashion and looking super hot, it focuses on you, safety, security, and safety. safety. Security. Yeah. In large part due to due to 9/11. Uh, the grueling days are spent studying how to identify hijackers and sex oh, no. traffickers. Right. Trainees learn how to use tough cuffs. So not so much makeup. Right. Not so much makeup, but identifying hijackers and sex tra- traffickers. Not so much, you know, pouring champagne as how to use handcuffs to restrain an unruly passenger, as well as how to communicate a terrorist attack to the rest of the cabin. Oh, things got really serious. Things went from like super fun to really not fun and serious. Yeah. Yeah. Um, a flight attendant is just basically a source of order. Um, this what, if we, is, what if we started an airline? Make airlines Hooters. fun again. Hooters. What if we just started an right. airline that's like 70s airline? 70s. Bring, so Richard Branson, when he started Virgin, oh, his oh, thing was that oh. he wanted to bring back some of the romance. You can see it. You can see it. Yes, for sure. Yeah. He's, he, that his thing sense. was that he was like, I want to, he was like, I want to still be modern, but I want to bring back some of the romance of flight. Okay, cool. And that is how Virgin marketed themselves. Yeah. Not That's sure if they're great. still doing that now because you I know, love fl- I love around. Flying Virgin. Do you? I I never get to. I never get to. I always fly the shit airlines. Frontier, the joke of an airline. Spirit, right? Spirit, Spirit, the Anything asshole that of Allegiant that they're gonna make you stand. And they're gonna like make me stand in the back when you get on. They, they make you shove a rod up your butt. Yeah, they used to sit on a rod or something. <laughs> like oh the, yeah, oh my God, the flight is such a, a fucking joke, right? But you like the Verge. I love the Verge. Yeah. Okay, I just never get to fly it. Yeah. This is a an old flight attendant talking about her her she was a flight attendant back in the golden day and now she's a flight attendant now. Okay, yeah, I got it. Here's what she said. 
In this day and age, flying is the expected mode of transportation, but back then it was quite an elite thing to fly. Seats were always open. There was lots of room. The service has gone so far downhill. Now you're just getting people from point A to point B. There's not as much fanfare anymore. There are so many people on planes now, and everything is always so hurried. I miss the old days. I hate to say it, but things have changed too much, and not for the better. When talking about passengers, this is what she said. People don't want to be bothered now. That's what's different. Their heads are down watching movies on their phones. The window shades are closed. We, we flight attendants used to be goddesses, sort of. It was a coveted job, something not just anyone could do. Yeah, it sounds like it. Yeah, well, I mean, like, they're fucking, only 3% of them were taken, so you'd be super proud if you got in. Yeah. Also, no, you'd I agree, but, harassed, I but, agree with her. Yeah. I mean, I don't really want to be bothered on the plane. I just want it to be over. No, I just, I just want, want to be, to be over. Up. I wanted to Dude, pretend like it's not a plane, happening. A plane back in the day was for hanging out and having fun. The it was a party. Started, it was the beginning. Started on the, pl- started the vacation on the started on the plane. Let's get on. Dude, now it is like, when is this fucking over? What if we started an airline where you could get on, you smoke a little Maui Wowie, right? I love it. Right? Weed plane. Weed, weed, weed flights. plane. Weed flights. You get on. And you, you get to just smoke and bake with other passengers. Right. Someone's blowing bubbles, right? We got a bubble machine going something on. Fun. We got some surely, reggae. Surely, Reggae's going. Surely we can make something. We got a bong. Back. We have a stewardess passing around bong. Right. A bong. A bong store. Surely it could be funner because yeah. now it is so sterile and so cold. And Pina coladas. Everyone has a mask Blend, on. The blender starting. Dude, it's so bad. I mean, I mean, it's worse now than ever because hot stewardess walking down the plane with a pina colada just filling up cups. Right? Blended. Blended blended pina. Right. Party starts on the plane. Dude, nature plane? Um, (laughs) Okay, so beginning in the regulations for smoking began in the 80s, but it wasn't until the 90s that smoking was severely, severely banned, as in 1990, that smoking was severely banned. And actually, it was only until 2000 that it was totally banned. Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you know, the first time you could book a flight online was 1994. Okay. These are just other interesting dates. Um, it wasn't until 2009 that over half of bookings were made online. That's only 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. So if you went back 13 years, most of the people were just calling in still to book their airline ticket. Could you book it at the gate? I'm sure you could too. Just walking up. I don't Dude, know where we're going to go. It wasn't until 2009 that more than half the bookings came from uh, from online. Yeah, Isn't that crazy? That is crazy. That's not that long crazy ago. Shit. That's it's crazy that's, shit. That's only 12 years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, 2008... Mm-hmm. was the first year an airline realized that they could charge for bags and make people pay more. Oh, and, this, no. and that was the beginning of the fucking end for us, honestly. Yeah, it was. Because now I'm paying for... I have to pay for my oxygen. On, that's when, on, that's front, when the gouging starts? Dude, Frontier Airlines, I have to pay to wear pants. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, if I don't pay the pants charge, I have to go on naked. Right. I just have to go on... It's a right. Frontier it's an, in my body. It's an add-on. It's yeah, an add-on. to wear pants. It's a fucking joke, right? Mm-hmm. In 2001, this is the and the downfall of service. In 2001, after 9/11, many U.S. airlines began dropping meals and just not doing them at all. Right, um, they don't do them anymore. When the meals returned, they were for a charge. Yeah. So it's interesting because, like, that's like Corona. They had to take things away, mm-hmm. and then when those things returned, they're actually like, "Wait, now people are used to not having them. Now we're going to charge for them." Yeah, that's exactly what's happened with shadow inflation now with everything. Mm-hmm. Once the service gets taken away, it only comes back for money. It's very slow to come back. It doesn't come back, or it doesn't come. It back. doesn't come back. Um, corona has made service even worse. Uh, some airlines now, in even in first class, they just give passengers a tray of all of their meals instead of giving the meals separately. Because that's that's is more. They say that it's for more touching. That they're they're touching the food more. But really, it's just so that. Wait, when we flew to Asheville, we didn't have any food. No, we didn't. There have was just shit. nuts. It was like six, there was seven no drink. Remember, there was no drinks either. 
No, they don't do shit. They don't do drinks. They don't do fucking anything. No. There's Cor- no corona has like, not only is everyone wearing a mask and you're packing like a sardine, there is no service anymore. It, it there like there's fucking nothing. Wasn't there one flight attendant? Yeah, there's one for on a gigantic seven, on plane. like a seven hour flight. Yeah, there's like one bathroom for a million people. Right. So that flight attendant is just like that's a that's awful. It's awful. She's just a principal. Yeah. Um, some airlines they also they don't pour drinks anymore to limit touching. They say they say it's to limit touching. Like S- Southwest, they don't have alcoholic beverages anymore. Um, and another airline was doing that, or Southwest is doing that until like January or no, something. No, the, the last flight we were on, member. Someone asked for a whiskey, some woman, and they said they don't serve alcohol anymore. Right. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of airlines they are don't taking do the it. alcohol away because it's just because they say it, they don't want to they don't want to touch the drinks, but really it's just it's just because it's more work. It's more work for them. So basically, they make more money. You, the pattern with nine eleven is nine eleven. They the airlines took away the meals, right? So they're basically stripping back services until until what? Well, what's going to stop them from doing nothing? Anything? They're not. They're just not going to do anything. They keep the price static, right? But they strip everything away. Right. The prices haven't gone anywhere. Mm-hmm. This is the problem: is that when things are taken away, mm-hmm. when they're brought back, they aren't brought back for free. They're brought back for a charge. Right. Okay. So, and now we have you know Frontier, where you know I'm I'm paying right. Uh, there's a there's a there's a meter on the bathroom. I've t- I have to type in my seat number, and it charges <laughs> me like fifty dollars. Right. When's that happening soon? Right. Um. Also, a United. If you fly United on the, on the holidays, I just want to say that this is fucking bullshit. They say that they're trying to do contactless paying, and so you have to sign up to have a like invisible wallet with them. Mm-hmm. You know, you have to like put your information. Oh, yeah, in. yeah, yeah. I just want to say it is complete bullshit. It's not to make it touchless. It's so that they have all of your information. Right. So they and can you're send you more e- likely marketing emails. So they can send you marketing emails, and you're more likely to buy shit. It's such bullshit. That's the only reason they're doing it, and it's such bullshit. Yeah. Um. In 2021, most airline incidents involving an unruly passenger involved a flight attendant trying to get them to put on their mask. Yeah, for which, sure. Which you can probably imagine. For sure. So flight attendants back in the day, they were there to pour you champagne, to flirt with you, to right. smoke with you, you know, to hang out with you. Now they're there to yell at you to put on your mask. Super hot. Looked amazing. Super, like super hot. Coveted job. 3%. Coveted job. Harder hottest. to be a sturdist than hottest, it was to get in the hardest. The hottest of the hot. Hottest of the hot. Hottest of the hot. Gorgeous, yes. And now trying to get people to put on their masks. Now trying to get people, people to, to put on their masks as they're just overwhelmed by just as nobody wants so to talk people. to anyone. As no one wants to talk to anyone. As there's a vault door before the pilot. There is one. There is one critic who went on a first class flight now, and he just describes the whole airline um, experience as one word: cold. Yeah, the food is cold. The service is cold. The, the plane people, is cold. The plane is cold. The people with you are cold. No one's talking. It's just the babies great. are screaming. The babies are screaming. You know, you get it. So back in the day, where the babies like they're like, yeah, everyone's passing the baby around. Dude, they had back in the day, they had seats that were facing each other, huge lounge seats that were facing each other with I can't a table. Imagine that. With a table, there was what? one. There was one plane called the uh, Swiss Air called the Viking. That was a lounge. It was just a, a huge lounge, just flying <laughs> lounge. It's unfucking. Did real. they have a pole on the on the table too? Of course, some planes did. <laughs> <laughs> And look at Joan go down those aisles. <laughs> oh Am God. I right, guys? Okay. No, we're going to do one more break, and then it'll be time for the open kimono. Okay.
<clears throat> no, this is the open kimono where we freely talk and discuss our final thoughts on the topic, and we leave nothing to the imagination. Indeed. No, what is your open kimono? My open kimono is that when you're on a plane now, and there's lots of masks, and no one's talking, and it smells bad, and you have no leg room, and the sword is just gross, and they're yelling at you, just remember that back in the day, that used to basically be a cigar lounge, and... I just think that it's it's a it's a metaphor for society as a whole that you know people used to be able to hang out and talk to stranger, strangers and society was kind of set up for that mm-hmm. and now you know through no fault of anyone the terrorist attacks did happen and the flights had to change uh, now it's just it's just not as fun like many things like many things like many things yeah what's your t- what what do you have to say it makes me sad. You want the romance back. I want the romance back. You want the romance. I want the romance the back in everything. The magic. I want to go out to movies again. You know, I want to go to a movie and it to be awesome and not worried about the ceiling falling or getting or shot getting shot in, in the, the movie theater. theater. That was fun. You know, right? It's just a different time that we live in. You know, it's, I want the. I think a lot of people we just want, we just want those old things back. But and you know what we want fucking back? That's all James Bond. We want James Bond back too. That's right. Um, but being a pilot, it might have been a really good job for us. I'm just saying. Like it could have worked. It could have worked. I like that take. I like that take. Uh, links. Admiral Cloudberg on Medium and Reddit. Admiral underscore Cloudberg. Hey, definitely check that out and look, go look at the Malaysian. If you ever want to know why the Malaysian flight disappeared, he breaks it down. It's amazing. Why he thinks it disappeared. He, he had, does like every plane crash for the last 50 years. And yes, it is horrifying in plane crashes, but he breaks down what we learned in each one. Yeah. He does it as like a narrative story. It's very cool. Um, Swain Martin's very cool YouTube channel has awesome videos of what it's like in the cockpit during a takeoff in a landing, which is super cool. Um, and some of the views they get are obviously amazing. So shout out to Sarah and her boyfriends. If her boyfriend was a pilot, I'm into it. I'm with it. Fuck yeah. Well, let's get it done. Right. Fuck yeah. I love um, it. You can find us now on Twitter at Dude Nature Pod. We have a Twitter. We have a Twitter as of yesterday. Fuck yeah. At Dude Nature Pod. At in- We're on Instagram at Dude underscore Is anyone nature. still on Twitter? Twatter? Has the, has the times moved? People are on Twatter. Okay. People are on the Twatter. Dude underscore nature at Instagram. The email address hasn't been working. <laughs> the email address so hasn't working. So you sent me an email, just sorry about that. take that message and send it to the Instagram, please. I'm sorry. Um, Guys, thank, you, review thank us. you for listening. Please review us. If you love the podcast, and if you listen this far, you probably liked it, and you haven't reviewed yet, please hit five stars in the Apple podcast on your iPhone. And while you're in the holidays... Grab your niece's phone. Just fucking take rip their it phone from take their eleven-year-old the hands. Anyone you can get their phone. Just take it from them. They don't need go to listen. On, they they you go on what? Apple Podcast and hit a five star. Guess what? You don't need to listen to the podcast. Just hit the review. That's that's a, that's all that matters. Take everyone's phone. Take around everyone's you phone. And just give like us an octopus. As many reviews as you can. There you go on Apple Podcasts, iTunes. Whatever. We love and appreciate it, ladies and gentlemen. We love you guys so so much. We have a happy holidays and, happy holidays. and safe and safe travels. Safe and uh, make sure I'll to send. Uh, I'll see you next time. Make sure you send Pam up to the <laughs> cockpit. Uh, R.I.P. James Bond.